Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thanks as always for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I am Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios, and not in studio tonight, somewhere away. We, that's that was the delay actually behind uh, the reason why we haven't recorded in a while. Is Safari Mike? Mike, how are you? Hi, Dave Jumbo. I am in Santa Marta National Park. Santa Marta. Boy, that does sound. Uh, that does sound. Um, Rather Spanish-speaking. Uh, oh, you think? <laughs> um, that, only, that only eliminates Marta. half the world. Santa Marta. <laughs> now, Marta is a famous Brazilian soccer player. But that's not Brazilian because they speak sports, Portuguese. Santa Marta. <laughs> well, the Santa Maria was... I'll say Brazil. Maybe no. it's Portuguese. Darn. Nope, we're not. We're, I'm, Dave, I'm in Colombia. Uh, that's not far off. That's not terribly far off now. And another good soccer team, I suppose. You would know better than I would. In its day. (laughs) Dave, we're here studying cotton top tamarind, one of the most endangered primates in the world. It was declared endangered in 1973, thanks in large part to 20 to 40,000 tamarinds being exported from Colombia to the United States for biomedical research. Uh, in, in the 70s and much of the 80s, the cotton tap tamarins were oddly found to spontaneously develop colon cancer, and they were used in various types of research um, for the disease throughout, you know, throughout the 70s and 80s, which caused them to become highly endangered. Although today, it's really deforestation for agriculture and food, um, and also for the local pet trade in Colombia, they are. Uh, in, also, unfortunately, limited basically to this northern section of Colombia. So they were never um, widespread, but the various various topics that I just discussed are part of the reason why it is now critically endangered, one of the most endangered primates in the whole world. And, of course, um, people who follow the Disney Parks blog know, and who also follow the Chinese New Year know, it is the year of the monkey. And uh, Disney did a post about, uh, I, I'll probably butcher the name, Proyecto Titi, which is one of the leading organizations dedicated to the conservation of the Cotton Top Tavern. So I suggest uh, all of you go out there. It's P-R-O-Y-E-C-T-O-T-I-T-I dot com. Check them out. I believe that is, a, there's there's a few things to throw in here. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, I believe that is the the organization that... Disney has done some other fundraising for at the park. It's they've done some, you know, there have been things you could purchase that has that name on it that you could, you know, and right. Am I wrong about that? A hundred percent agree. That is absolutely true. So that's, it's obviously an, an important organization for Disney. Um, 
The second thing is that um, I, I want everybody to know that uh, I will no longer be making the mistake between monkeys and non-monkey primates. I or, I've been was lectured last week by Safari Mike. If it has a tail, it's a monkey. So now I can probably. Um, <laughs> I can probably get that right from now on. I know I've messed that up a few times on air over the years. Um, and well, there are a few monkeys, Dave. Not to not to interrupt you. There are a few monkeys that have a very small tail that it's almost impossible to see. So that's not always the best gauge. But if it has a tail, it is definitely a monkey and not an ape. That's good to know. And finally, Mike, didn't they kill like tens of thousands of these things in the name of? Of um, medical research, I mean, you know, deforestation yeah. in, in in you know, unfortunately, deforestation in small areas like this, you know, these very local mm-hmm. populations is something that you know, there's almost nothing you can really do about that other than lobby the government of said country to protect those areas in some way, shape, or form. If they, right. if they don't want to do that, there's really not much else you can do. But I think that. But the, the the incredible decline was began begun by this medical research that just I'm at like like tens of thousands right. of, of up monkeys to, up to forty thousand tamarins. I mean, that's incredible. Were exported just to the United States for biomedical research. That's incredible. I mean, I, I can't. I wonder if they if anything good came out of it. But I mean, my goodness. I well, mean, we're still getting colon cancer, so yeah. I'm not sure how much good it did. <laughs> so they still don't know why they – I mean, this is something that still happens naturally, that they develop this? Yeah. I mean, they spontaneously develop colonic adenocarcinoma. That's a type of colon cancer. Right. Um, yeah. That, no, we're Nobody knows. I, as far as I know, they don't know why this particular species gets it spontaneously like that. Um you know, but it was used for studies throughout the seventies and eighties. So, so for the next um, few weeks, we're going to focus on monkeys. Here. Correct. Excellent. Well, it's like the monkeys. year of the monkey, and now I know what a monkey is. It's got a tail. So that's uh, you know that's good. That's and good. For those and, for those people who go to the park, cotton top tamarins can be found on Discovery Island. In fact, they recently built a new exhibit for them over by uh, the Starbucks, I believe. Yeah, I can't wait to see it, and and uh, they are great. I mean, they're fun to watch. They're they're an animal you can sit and watch for quite some time. They're they've got a great personality to them, mm-hmm. and they're they're beautiful too. I mean, they're small, so they might be a little difficult to get you know to follow them a little bit. But they but the way that they've always designed these um, exhibits, they're they're right out there. A lot of times you see people out there feeding them, you know, handlers out there giving them food and stuff, and they're just amazing. I mean, they're they're gorgeous, and they're critically endangered. Critically, I mean, there's yes. only there's only which usually means there's only like a f- couple of thousand maybe left. Correct. That's one step removed for in, in extinct. Right. So there's only or presumably extinct. Right. So I'm um, so there's probably only a, you know a small number of them left. I mean, an alarmingly small number. True, but in 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 the reality of it is is they do fairly well in zoos and they're found in actually quite a bit of uh, zoos at least in North America. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So that at least bodes well for the survival of the species in the long term, if mm-hmm. not if, if not only in captivity. Um, okay, so let's let you guys in on some inside baseball here. First and foremost, we are going to – Mike and I have decided – well, <laughs> Mike and I discussed that, that we were going to change the um, format a little bit of the show for the new year. Um, 
And also, I just feel it's time to kind of change the direction a little bit. And how this is going to work from this point forward is we are going to save um, news for a news show, we're going to try to put out an, an episode for news, you know, roughly once a month, as long as there's enough to discuss. Um, and we're going to instead focus the rest of the episodes on one topic, Animal Kingdom related topic that we really want to be able to delve into because we find ourselves, found ourselves in the past, you know, uh, and, and I'll put my hand up as the guilty one here, just blathering on and on about, you know, Star Wars or something like that. And it, and it just gets away from what we originally wanted to do, which is to discuss animals, to discuss the animal kingdom. And we want to be able to do that moving forward. Now, having said that, we had a really great show planned for you tonight. I know, right? A really great show. However, I am the um, producer and director and engineer of this show, and I'm not a very good one. So <laughs> the um, so the the show we planned will have to come to you hopefully in the future, as soon as I can figure out some issues that we were having recording the show uh, that we're, that you're not going to hear tonight. But instead, Mike has decided to on the fly. Come yes. up with a new topic, and I believe it has something to do with being an alcoholic, correct? Correct. Excellent. So what is our topic for tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I, I said about um, – let me go back. A few months ago, you and I came up with sort of our ideal touring plans. Yes. And that was – and the premise was it was a – what we thought the perfect 9 to 6 p.m. day – for a family of four was. Right. And we incorporated, of course, the Fast Pass Plus system. And basically, in that in, in that game plan that we had, we, we really wanted to do two things. One is give you, the listeners, a good um, touring plan for your day at the Animal Kingdom. And number two, prove that it was like it was not a half-day park. And I right. think we did both. Sure. Um, neither one of us were able to incorporate everything that we wanted to get into the you know, we right. didn't incorporate everything right. into our into our visit, and I thought it was a, a good um, good tours, and they were both very different, if my memory serves. Yes. So I said about what about those travelers who you know really didn't really care or even want to see everything? Um, they wanted just a nice uh, day that gave you kind of the highlights. But also gives you plenty of downtime, which Animal Kingdom, much like World Showcase, really uh, is made for, we think. Um, and also gives you some good food and good alcohol. So um, <laughs> that's the idea for this particular touring plan. It's one for adults who want to soak in the atmosphere, soak in the ambiance, hit a few rides. and Soak in the alcohol. And probably walk out a little buzzed, if not a lot buzzed. <laughs> Excellent. So, <laughs> um, as with any touring plan that we devise here at uh, Radio Haramba, it starts 60 days ahead of time. <laughs> and, of course, everybody knows what that 60 days is. It's when you pick the follow the fast passes. And my fast passes, Dave, and ready for this, are Expedition Everest from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Oh, my. You want to ride that buzzed? Sure. Kilimanjaro wow. Safari. Well, you're going to, Dave, I know you have not come up with a, your own plan. Mostly I did because, not. You know, 
we had about 47 seconds to devise this. Also, this, I mean, my original plan was really tailored for the alcoholic, if you remember. I mean, mm-hmm. not, not, not specifically for the alcoholic, but it was very, very much adult tailored. I didn't, I had a lot of time spent at, uh, you know, pub bars and drinks and things right. like that. So I, I, right. I already did that, but you didn't, and you even went a little step further here. But yes. okay, so and- I'm going to have a half a dozen yak attacks and five or six safari ambers, and then you're going to have me on Expedition Everest after all that. But okay. This is what you're here for, Dave. This is I for guess you so. to criticize this plan and, and tell me what you think. Are you ready? <laughs> the first thing I think is that the poor people sitting in front of me <laughs> when the Expedition Everest goes backwards. <laughs> <laughs> are so not going to like your damn plan at all, man. <laughs> Everest from 5 to 6, Kilimanjaro's from 11 to noon. Okay. And Dinosaur from 3.30 to 4.30. Oh, my God. You're just gurgling this all up. Okay. Well, it's going to be a relaxing paced day. I mean, we're not, like, downing alcohol drink after alcoholic drink, but we're hitting all the highlights. Okay. We're, as I said before, Dave, we're assuming it's a 9 to 6 day, which is your typical current uh animal kingdom day this you know we may have to revisit these plans um in about six months or so um i would say take advantage of the new opening procedure at the animal kingdom we said this i think both of us said this the last time and that is it gives you a half hour to roam around the oasis and enjoy that from 8 30 to 9 now while all the other guests are going to be heading towards expedition everest or kilimanjaro safari or perhaps dinosaur, we are asking you to rope drop the Dawa bar. <laughs> and that is because the, uh, well, actually for <laughs> over a year now, the Dawa bar has had specialty Bloody Marys. Yeah. I forgot and about I, those. I think they're quite good. They've also recently added some specialty mimosas and beer mm. mimosas. Mm. So I want you to be there for nine Man. o'clock when the Dawa bar opens. You're warming up early here. Pick your poison, whichever drink you want to take. And enjoy the first set of the Tam Tam Drummers at 9.05. They're great. Might not be a bad idea, Dave, to grab some pastries over at Kusafiri, too, just to make sure you soak up the alcohol. Yeah, but that's a very good idea. Go with um, go with muffins, to be honest. Yes. Go that's a good choice. That's yeah. good. Sp- um, anyway, so at that point in time, uh, I figure about 30 to 45 minutes maybe for that. Uh, Dawa bar. Don't worry, we're going to be heading back to the Dawa bar before the end of the day. So you don't <laughs> don't have to be there too long, but just enjoy right. a, a nice Bloody Mary. I want you okay. to go over to the Pangani Forest Trail, which is where we spent our last episode. Um, and right. as we talked about, animals tend to be, you know, a bit more active in the morning. So we want you to enjoy Pangani, listen to last week's show for a, a, a tour of it, um, and I want you to exit Pangani after watching the, the gorillas and all that kind of stuff, maybe around 10.15 or so, because I then want you to head over to the 10.30 showing of Festival of the Lion King. That should give you plenty of time to get you out of there and into um, the Festival of the Lion King. When you are done with Festival of the Lion King, remember your Kilimanjaro Safari Fast Pass was from 11 to noon. So enjoy the Kilimanjaro Safari. How you doing so far, Dave? You like the plan so far? Well, I'm doing well, uh, but you got to remember that you can only you can't bring your drinks onto some of these things. So uh, you know, drink them up. 
<laughs> uh, okay. Well, so far we've only had one alcoholic drink. Although I know, I'm just, I'm just saying, it is, it is only eleven it's, o'clock in the morning. It's not so the last one. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, after the safari, I say just take a short walk over to Flights of Wonder. Is the there's an eleven forty five show? It's a great relaxing show, and then you can walk through the Maharaja Jungle Trek, perhaps grabbing a yak attack on the way since mm. there is at the quality beverage counter right there at the yak and yeti counter service you could get um the yak attack as well as some other drinks yummy um, yummy yummy and you know in, enjoy the maharaja jungle trek this is a relaxing tour so take your time for the maharaja jungle trek i just want you in front of the tree of life at one o'clock which is quite a bit of ways for winged encounters so take some time soak up an and even sit down perhaps and enjoy your yak attack after after winged encounters which is only about a five to ten minute show it's time for some more food i say head on over to harambe again for the harambe market for lunch it's right there i mean you're, you're right you're right next to it so that's not a, that's not a stretch you can get the ribs and get some beer they have some quality craft beer on tap there yummy so, Beer and ribs can't go wrong there. Nope. At the Harambe Market, and then Dave, uh, you know, it's we're gonna drink a little bit more. It's time to head on over to the Dawa Bar for round two. My choice at this point in time, Dave, would be to enjoy a sugarcane mojito. I love the sugarcane mojitos, and the Brutica Band will be hitting the stage yeah. at one fifty. I can't wait to see that. So you have got a nice, you know. W- I want you to soak up Harambe, uh, Harambe Market with the beer and ribs, the Dawa Bar, and Brutica Band. I only want you heading over, and this is like at 110, head on over to Finding Nemo, the musical at 245 for the 3 o'clock show. So that gives you a good hour and 15 minutes of, you know, some little food, a little drink. And then, again, sitting down and enjoying Finding Nemo, the musical. It's not my favorite, but... You know, it's relaxing, and you sit down and enjoy the show. You And you may be, at this point, slightly tanked. Although, for Finding Nemo, that's probably appropriate. Yeah. So, at the end of the show, we're getting close to the end of the day, Dave. I don't know how you feel about my touring plan so far. It's not, it's not, it's not too difficult. It's not. Correct. We, we've, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not ready to pass out from... Uh... <laughs> From alcohol? From right. <laughs> Our liver's still functioning properly at this point. Now, if you'll remember, Dave, the d- dinosaur fast passes for for three thirty. So I want you to head over to dinosaur right after Finding Nemo, and then when you're done with that, I do want you to eventually get over to Asia. But first, enjoy some of the stuff at Dino Land, including Chester and Hester's. You know, enjoy the mm-hmm. um, the shopping there. You know, if, if there's not a line for Primeval World, I probably don't recommend that under all this alcohol. But, you know, because I do wouldn't mind grabbing a Cretaceous cruel, uh, cooler over at Restaurantosaurus. Right. Which is rum and pineapple I juice. I knew you were going to put that one in there. It's excellent. <laughs> one thing, Dave, you cannot miss at uh, Dino Land, however, is a stop at Dino Bites for some ice cream. They have hot fudge sundaes. They have waffle cones. But Dave, we so this both, is a low calorie trip too. You're going. We after. both love 
the ice cream sandwiches that are essentially the size of your head made from fresh baked cookies and you know hand scooped ice cream i know yeah. you're a big fan of those <laughs> so make sure you get those now with all that alcohol and all that ice cream it's time to head to expedition everest for your five o'clock oh my ride God. now i'm gonna recommend hopping on board at around 525 so you take your time getting over there there's no reason to rush and that's because you know you can and if you want by the way there is the Yak and Yeti Lounge. There's the new Thirsty River Bar where you can get another uh, excellent drink before you hop on board <laughs> Expedition Everest. Now, at 525, if you use your Fast Pass, that should give you enough time, Dave, to go you know, do the Fast Pass and then get right back on board for a second straight ride at Expedition Everest. This time going through the standby line. You just want to get in that before 6 o'clock. And then ride one more time to see Disco Yeti. And then, as you slowly walk out from a you know twilight of uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a nice dinner reservation over at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, Sanaa, perhaps, or sure. Chico, or Boma. Sure. And also, both of those rest, uh, both of those hotels have a lovely um, lounge as well. If you want to partake in some more uh, beverages of the of the adult kind, Dave, that is my boozer's guide to the animal kingdom wow <laughs> and i and i gave you that tour while drinking a barrel aged bourbon beer oh my god well i i gotta say mike it's it's very thorough um it it's not as painful as i was expecting what do you mean by painful <laughs> Same thing anybody else would mean by painful. It's not. It's not as uh, intensely alcohol laden as I as I thought it would be. No, I mean the purpose. Um, I mean we're of not trying to. I, I thought we were. I thought we were going to try every beer in town or at the park, or maybe every. Um, you know, you have to have each and every mojito that they or you know because or whatever the cocktails are. <laughs> Because there are quite a few of such games one can play at Disney's Animal Kingdom that could uh, result in in a really interesting ride on Expedition Everest at 20 after 5. But you stayed tame. You picked the good ones, the good drinks. Um, I, I would imagine you'd be relatively sober walking out of that day. Uh, <laughs> mostly because you've ate your bloody face off. That's true. So it's important to keep that in mind. You, you have had, during the course of my plan here, I believe six or perhaps seven alcoholic drinks during the course of a day. That's a, that's a pretty fair amount. A couple, including a few, uh, you know, not beers, you know, like cocktails. Right, right. And now you're mixing drinks and, oh, my God. I mean, you're, 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 uh, you're breaking a lot of rules here. And I could tell you the Cretaceous Cooler, the ones that you can find at Restaurantosaurus, will knock you for a loop. They are dangerous. Yeah. They're good, though. They're quite good. They're good. Quite good. They're very good. Um, we, 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 we are not condoning the use of alcohol. We certainly hope that if you're listening to this and you're over 21 you, <laughs> you're, or under 21, you do not pay any attention to anything we just said. What? Um, <laughs> One thing I want to add, Dave, if, if you're going to do this tour, I recommend, or in fact, I can't stress enough, using the Disney bus system to and from the park. Well, that is the beauty of the Disney bus system. Let's be honest. True. Let's be honest. Um, cool. I like it. I'm going to try. I think I might try it. I think I it's might try it. It's worth the roll. It's worth a shot. 
Now, Mike, I made fun of myself for um, for um, saying that I, I spend too much time talking about things that aren't Animal Kingdom related, but it's hard not to mention a little something here. It's not Animal Kingdom related, um, you know, because the show is going to come out in kind of a timely manner for this, and I, I felt we needed to just kind of... Uh, I know what you're going to go with. Go ahead. Kind of talk a little bit about Harrison Ford and... <laughs> and uh, and that dreadful Disneyland 60th. Oh, well, first of all, that show was pitifully bad. Oh, I See, uh, l- l- okay, go ahead. Go ahead. F- finish. No, finish. The show was terrible up until the Harrison Ford part. Okay. Um, I thought all in all it was bad. I agree with you in that. Um, I thought there were a couple of halfway decent things there. The um, problem, though, Dave, was it was it's a Disneyland special, and they didn't really talk about talk or about show Disneyland. you Disneyland. Yeah, that was what was really bizarre. Um, but uh, you know, the one thing in the first hour that was Disneyland related. Well, I mean, there was a few little things, but mostly they were bad. Like um, you know, they brought on the Modern Family folks to Ugh. give you tips. For Disneyland, oh, that were not tips. I mean, they're not, you know. It was terrible. Yeah. I mean, you don't pay any attention to what they said about those things. And, I mean, it was just, just silliness. But um, Elton John singing the Circle of Life in front of the castle at Disneyland was was nice. I mean, that was. All that, right. I mean, that was fine. I'll yeah. give you that. I'll give you that. That was good. Uh, I don't know who the host was. Um, he, I was a little distracted by what I could only describe as a prepubescent facial hair thing he had going on there. So I, I guess he mean the uh, dancing with the stars guy. I don't know who he was, but he looked like he was 14, um, because he (laughs) couldn't grow his mustache in. That was a little distracting. Uh, I don't know who he was. Um, I don't know who a lot of the people were and that's my own fault. So I, 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 I don't want to, I didn't want to say, you know that it's terrible because maybe if you're a fan of those people, then you liked it. You know, but I mean, well, I'm not criticizing the hosts or anything like that. My yeah. problem was with the content. Yeah, the content was just strange. Uh, but then, um, and the audience was weird too because they they were clearly actors. In the yeah, there was, yeah, there was weird, very weird. You know, and it was distracting almost. I mean, they did all these weird things, and even like the, even when um, Elton was playing at Disneyland, we had to be distracted with every single person in the audience wearing these the the light up mouse ears. <laughs> like, why can't we just watch? Like, I, I just don't understand some of the thoughts that go through their head when they make these things. I mean, it's it's it was very typical, Mike. It very much reminded me of your typical parade day broadcast. It was just, you know, you could you could, can't think they could miss the mark that bad. I mean, I, yeah. I was excited. Disneyland 60th. Maybe we're gonna have some new, you know, and some new documentary style talk about the history of Disney and sure and maybe bring it up you know not just the stuff we already know about how Walt made it certainly include all that stuff and but then maybe follow a timeline up through it all the things that aren't there anymore and all the things that mm-hmm. are there and the changes and California adventures changes and all these type of things none of that the new was, parade the new, and all I, that kind of stuff yeah I mean it, and maybe how about some footage of some old parades you sure. know, um, so just some nostalgic stuff from the 70s or the 60s of, of you know, some of the home movies shot then. I mean, there's so many ways they could have gone to make this a real celebration of an iconic place. Um, you know, and instead, what we got was this weird sort of variety show. I mean, it was... <laughs> 
just just very peculiar. But and, and and also it was you know we can't not criticize. Yeah, it was we, we, we can't, strange. We can't not criticize them for taking Disneyland's 60th anniversary, saying that we're going to have a show about Disneyland's 60th anniversary, and then instead pivoting it into a way to pitch at all of us once again the things that they want to pitch. Um, uh, you know, using that as an excuse, just like they do at Christmas morning every year. It's Christmas. We want to see the Christmas parade. Nope. You don't get to see that. You get to see whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever the thing we're trying to push on you now, whatever hitting home video or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. Right, um, right, 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 I, I mean, right. they always do that. It always lets you down. And I wish just, you know, one day they would do. And they have, Mike, they have successfully done some great shows. I mean, the Captain America show that they did, um, the 75th anniversary of Captain America that was a few weeks ago that was phenomenal um, they did a, a thing about Snow White that was really good I mean they have the ability to create these things for network television I just mm-hmm. don't know why when the biggest that light shines they needed to drop the ball so much as they did however one of the things they wanted to pitch at us and throw at us again um, and, and I love when they do it was Star Wars and Harrison Ford walked out and I was afraid, I t- said to Mike right before it started, I was afraid that we weren't going to get much information here um, because they had kind of dumped out some information a couple of days earlier um, regarding, uh, what would they do? Oh, like the new um, the, the, fireworks, the fireworks show yeah. and some, yeah. So I thought maybe that was really all going to be it, but it really wasn't. Uh, I mean, they brought Harrison on for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, that was good. Yeah. And, and um just quickly before we go, because I don't want to go on too much about it, um, y- your thoughts on, I mean, there was one piece of artwork, uh, I'll tell you where it all, where I just said, okay, you can have my wallet. Um, the one, There's one piece of artwork where they, that they showed where um, a mother and her son, who I assume it's her son, is wearing what appeared to be mouse ears. Uh, I mean, these must be guests. Walking around the Millennium Falcon. Walking around the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I can do that, Mike, they can, that will be they, cool. they, they can take whatever they want. I mean, I, yeah. I'm just, I mean, they, they, they gave you some great information in terms of um, – and some artwork. I mean, who knows how close this artwork is going to be. But the, right. the marketplace where you're going to have all these different goods and stuff. And there's mm-hmm. going to be a cantina. Um, there's going to be a um, – a restaurant that's going to have different special effects. They showed a bar with, you know, uh, one of these kind of mermaid kind of things swimming in a behind the bartender. I mean, who knows how true that's going to be. There's also going to be like a, a high end restaurant. Right. Um, which is interesting. And there was some concept art with that. And if you look at that, there's, this actually looks like there's C3PO was in the restaurant. I mean, that'd be kind of cool if there was a C3PO animatronic in the middle of the restaurant talking to people as they come in. I mean, how cool would that be? Um, but go ahead. And and then the showstopper obviously were the were the I believe two attractions they right. speci- specified. One in which they claim you are going to fly the Millennium Falcon and 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 Harrison Ford, if I remember correctly, Mike, wasn't just saying you're going to sit in a seat while it flies. He said you can operate the cannons and Correct. you're going to you know. So that's going to be a really interactive thing. They showed some concept art from inside mm-hmm. the cockpit. Um, and then the other one was was a little bit more nebulous. Um, it was you're going to be uh, in the middle of a battle between first order troop stormtroopers mm-hmm. and resistance fighters. And it looks like I mean you actually for anybody who hasn't seen this yet, um, you actually see guests sort of sitting in chairs 
And it's hard to tell if this is going to be um, like a KUKA arm technology that you see in the Harry Potter um, ride. Although, you know, some of the things I've heard today, and it just seems very possible, is it will almost be the trackless system. Um, for people who are familiar with Disneyland Paris, there's a Ratatouille ride where you're riding around a trackless system and there's screens like all around you showing different aspects of, you know, being chased in a restaurant. But this would be a Star Wars battle. I think that that's probably the more likely scenario that this is a trackless ride system like Mystic Manor, like the Ratatouille ride in Disney. So when you're talking about the um, the trackless system and these people, because you just see like a couple of heads and they're obviously yeah. walking around. I mean, those stormtroopers that we saw in that quick picture, you think they're going to be a screen or are they going to be animatronic? Or Absolutely screen. I'd okay. be shocked if they're animatronic. Really? Okay. I, I would like to see them incorporate animatronics into the Disney thing. I would like to see that somehow. I don't know how, um, but I hope I, I hope that technology doesn't isn't dead here and replaced by screens. I I, I think with the uh, with the ride system, it might be screens. But when you're getting to like the restaurants and stuff and the and the cantina, I, I would I, I think you could definitely see some animatronic like C three POs and yeah, you know yeah. different characters and stuff, and also walk around characters too interacting. I think is a real possibility. I, cu- I couldn't. I couldn't help but thinking, Mike, after I finished watching that, that um, as this is being built and as this is going up and things are being changed, uh, you know, how how much buzz is there really going to be around Avatar now? I mean, when Avatar opens next year, it's going to be a short-lived buzz because people are going to be looking forward, projecting forward to this. And sure. that's going to be the news. And even if Avatar opens and everybody says, wow, it's great. I mean, if... There will be pictures the next day of the Millennium Falcons, you know, engines coming in or something like that. You know, whatever changes are being made and people taking pictures. I mean, it's just going to trump that whole thing. And that's a shame. Um, this is the problem with Avatar, Dave. We've talked about this since episode two of our show when we had the fight. <laughs> Avatar just doesn't have the same juice as Star Wars or some other like Harry Potter's and, um, you know, Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it just doesn't resonate with the people. It's not a pop culture phenomenon. It was a huge hit. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's the biggest movie of all time. But and Star Wars isn't going to even come near it. True. It's going to be hundreds of millions off. But it beat it domestically. It beat it domestically, yep. but Soundly. Yeah. Yes, it did, which is very impressive, and we've discussed that before, too. Uh, so, yes, it is. We are talking about, you know, um, Avatar and is a, a big hit in the U.S. Um, this is the biggest hit the country has ever seen but, uh, in Force Awakens. But and, and that's why you're seeing Force Awakens being the center focus of all this. And and, sure. I, and I also think back, Mike, to when they first said that, and the two of us were like, oh, God, what if it's the Phantom Menace? What if it's Jar Jar Binks? I mean, how could they, how could they start planning all this stuff? And then they release this fabulous movie, and I hope, I can't wait. I hope BB-8's riding around the park. I mean, this is what I want to see now, just as much as the old stuff. Right. You know, because it's so seamlessly brought the old characters in. Um, you know, and, you're the, not, and you're not even talking about the movie exactly. that's coming out next year. What's the name of it again? Rogue, Rogue One. Squad. Rogue, Rogue One. One. Thank yep. you, Rogue One. I mean, what if that's a big hit? I mean, they're going to bring that's a it's a different timeline from the the current trilogy, right? Yeah, I mean, it is. Rogue Rogue One takes place what between three and four? Yep, or four and five, or I forget what it was. Um, so I mean, there's so many different ways they can go, 
And it's just, Dave, I, I, I hate to say this over and over again. Nobody <laughs> cares about Avatar like they do about Star Wars. It just doesn't have no, I agree with the you. same. It's not Star Wars. It's not Harry Potter. It's not even Star Trek. I mean, it's just not in the same league. So you are correct that Avatar will be the bright, shiny thing from 2017. And people will enjoy the ride. And it will probably always be fellow. I mean, if it's a good ride. If it's a good boat ride, if it's a good, uh, you know, e ticket, you know, soaring thing, it'll always be popular. Yeah, it'll have staying power based solely on that. Yeah, because it's but but it won't have the buzz right. that Hollywood Studios and Star Wars will have, or even for that matter, Toy Story. I mean, who knows what the Toy Story stuff's going to be? And what's the timeline on the Star Wars stuff? They haven't even announced that yet, Dave. No, they haven't. Uh, that was also strange. I was waiting to hear that. And they didn't say anything, you know, coming in, whatever, whatever you know, it's going to be years. I mean, it's going to be. I, I would think 2019 would be my guess. But oh, I, I, think... I would say more. I'd say after that, I'd say five years from now. Could be. At a minimum. Could be. That's my but guess. Unless I, they're I, really motivated to capitalize on this, which they may be. And they that, may be. You know, you know, and I, I think the Toy Story thing is going to be faster. I think that you could see maybe in. Yeah. 2000, late 2017, 2018. I think that'll come out first. That seems to be a little bit more, um, not as, not as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not as big, not as um, right. high tech. Right. I mean, it's basically a coaster and like a, a, a midway ride, but, you know, a lot of good theming and stuff. Those of you who wonder why your park tickets continue to go up year after year, look, <laughs> look no further than that concept art. All right, Mike, I guess that's it for us, right? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, Mike is at Jumbo everyone. I'm at uh, Radio Harambe. Um, also, feel free to come to our website, jomboeveryone.com. Uh, maybe, Michael, are you going to throw up your uh, your um, alcoholics touring plan on there? For, yeah, it'll uh, come for... up in the next, uh, probably before we go. Yeah, Good, good. Yeah, so, so uh, two days. We will not be on the air next week. Mike and I will both be out of town. Um, but the week after that, we hope to be back with you. We'll be on a boat. We will be on a boat and in a few other places as well. But uh, so we hope to be back with you after that. So we're going to have a sh- you know a little bit of a delay here in shows. Uh, so until we meet again for Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. <laughs> Kwaku walufa melako na kungungu na utuku